Welcome back to Bit Different, everybody. This is the team. And this is Rob. Hey, Rob. Hello. Happy two weeks later. I know. But at least we've sort of set the expectation. Yeah, I don't feel bad. And like you said, on Wednesdays. On Wednesdays. That's when they come out. It's a Wednesday. Um, But yeah. Just because I mean, we, we're busy, yeah, and we'll and I mean I know I'll be busy through E three at least, so yeah, um, here we go. So what's up? Um, well, Todd and I have been busy outside of work too, which is good. Like, uh, we uh one one of the weekends that passed while we were, since we've last seen each other, we went to Vegas, which was fun. It was like this gathering of friends from like one from up north and then one from Missouri and then us. We all met, and I think someone from Indiana. Yeah, we all met in Vegas. Some of them were going to go see Robbie Williams. Todd and I really wanted to go, but the tickets were like insane expensive. We're like we're talking like four fifty or something. And I didn't even know Robbie Williams was even in the US. <laughs> he was doing like a super short little residency. Uh maybe like a week or two, I think. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's you just happened to be there? Or you knew he was going to be there. Uh, the friends that we were meeting up with, they were going there to see him. Oh, gotcha. And so we we're like, oh my God, we'll join you. And then we saw the, how expensive the tickets were. We we're like, well, we'll come to Vegas and yeah. we'll hang out. Um, but it was, it was a little crazy of a visit. Uh, one of our friends ended up in the emergency room. <gasps> no. Yeah. Uh, it was just a, it, like, honestly, it was a day of like, he was not eating right. He drank no water. Heat stroke or just passed out from... Just booze. and booze. He was partied out. And um, he just, like, we were sitting next to him and he started not feeling very well. And he got up and um, was like, or he sat there and he was like, I'm not feeling well. And I was like, okay. And he was like, actually, I'm really hot. I'm going to go outside. So he, he stood up and started walking away. And I was like, Todd, we cash out. We Something's wrong. And um, as uh, I, we get up to go walk towards him, he turned around at that point, was walking back towards us and like leaned on a trash can. And I thought he's either falling down and he has to catch himself or he's about to throw up. I have no idea which. And um, thing is, he never really seemed drunk at all. Um, uh-huh. And then um, we go and we see him and he's like, oh, hey. And we're like, you OK? He's like, I don't feel good. Can you get me in my room? We take like four steps and his feet completely go out from underneath him. <gasps> And he just like falls, and he luckily fainted? everything except the full fainting. Like he he couldn't he went weak, wow. but he never fully lost consciousness. And next thing I know, he's um he never hit the ground because he ended up like leaning on my legs, and so I'm standing there with him like propped up on my legs, and he's sweating like crazy. But like he got the tunnel vision, he had the ringing in the ears, flop sweat. Like everything, he went. He turned gray. Oh my god! Like he had all the symptoms of passing out, except for passing out. And then the thing is, like normally when you kind of come back from that, you're usually pretty good. Yeah. While the paramedics, like while the security and paramedics were there, and then the EMTs like came and all this, like he it, he kind of cycled like three times like that. It was like kind of crazy. And so they took him to the hospital that I was actually born in. Oh uh, my gosh! For, uh, just to keep an eye on him for a little bit. So they kept yeah. him for like. Couple hours, like not, not even that. Like they yeah, just gave two, him an IV. Two hours, they gave him an IV. Uh, two actually, I think. Um, and he, I'm sure the next day he actually felt better than all of us did because at least he had IVs while yes. we were just hungover. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, kind of that was a little scary, but like fun, and it was a good trip anyway, you know. And um, yeah, and Todd and I were like saying. But yeah, it was just like it was. It was you know a little nuts, but it was fun. It was a good time. That's cool. Yeah. And as Vegas should be, right? Oh my god, I had like the stereotypical Vegas trip because I stayed yeah. with family. Yeah, <laughs> so the yeah, hangover. We, yeah, we had crazy <laughs> days, and then we would go way off the strip to sleep. Yeah, uh, super crazy. But yeah, um, mm-hmm. tell me what else is happening. Um, 
Todd and I finally saw Crimes of Grindelwald. Oh, sweet. What'd you think? It was a movie. Yeah? Yeah, I mean, it was fine. It's like an hour too long. It's got too much going on, too. Yeah. For what it's delivering. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, who am I kidding? I know I'm going to see the next three. You know. Yeah, how could you not? But like, it is a bummer. I do feel like it didn't end especially well because they were sort of just like, and here's a, bleh, just come to the third movie, okay? I know. <laughs> we'll finish it then, I promise. And I'm just so sad. One of my favorite characters just from the first film just was not my favorite character in the second film. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Actually, I was thinking of you as her character made less and less sense to me. It was like, what were they writing when they wrote her role like yeah it doesn't make sense how she just turned so fast yeah i don't know yep no i'm with you as soon as as soon as you mentioned that i was like oh i know exactly who you're talking about yeah so whatever maybe maybe it's um just a phase maybe yeah so and then um todd and i went and saw us oh oh yeah yeah what'd you think I liked it. I liked it a lot, actually. It. I liked that it was a more straightforward horror film than Get Out was. Mm. Um, and, like, I know that its ending is very polarizing, um, but I don't really feel, you know, it's, it's not like I feel strongly for or against it, like people tend to feel. I feel like I'm shocked that it's as polarizing as it is. I actually feel like the ending shouldn't be that much of a point of discussion. Now, without giving anything away is the ending traumatizing or is it just really scary or um, i don't eh, i mean i'm not gonna i want to say anything i want to because I spoil like it. for the i'm just thinking for the people who go to see it thinking it was a psychological thriller like get out was that it might have just pushed them over the edge for this movie and they just didn't like it it's par for the course gotcha like yeah it's it's just a new element but yeah i i liked it um i liked it a lot actually and there's a couple of of images in it that are really like really sticking with me mm. um which is kind of it's weird just driving home from work actually i was kind of replaying a scene in my head and i was like that was really creepy. remarkable and creepy and, <laughs> and good um so yeah I, I the more i think about it the more i liked it cool but yeah do they show the boardwalk they do. They do. Yeah. I love the boardwalk because it's filmed in Santa Cruz. Well, I've never even, I still have never been to Santa Cruz. Oh, no, I've been once. That's. But I've never went to the boardwalk even. We have to change that. I know. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, like, didn't you tell me uh, sort of earlier that uh, what, Travis and Crystal. Oh, yeah. Travis and Crystal, they saw it and um, they mentioned they liked it and they mentioned that our house is seen in in a scene in the film, like, cause we have a house in Santa Cruz and, and that's where they filmed. And apparently they filmed part of the movie on our street that, that we're on. So, that's so yeah. cool. Well, now I feel like I need to see it with you or like go there. I have a feeling I'm just going to be like, again. Oh yeah, I see the railing of our house, but I don't see our house. I feel like that's what it's going to be like. Still, that's kind of <laughs> neat. I was excited when I found out that a funnier die video starring Thomas Lennon had shot on my old block. Oh. <laughs> and we live in Los Angeles where everything shoots all the time. All the time. Um, <laughs> That's you know, true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, what else happened? Uh, yeah, Todd and I are still watching Broad City. Um, the day after this episode comes out will be the series finale. You better play that sad violin. Seriously. <laughs> oh, God, I love that show. Um, uh, ooh. 
on, on a worky front, um, if you happen to see a commercial for the division two on TV, yeah. uh, I think pretty much at all right now. Um, and it's like a gameplay spot with accolades. I produced that. Ooh. I'm very He's excited. On YouTube because I don't have real TV. Um, I don't know. I mean, I know that a lot of the, the the stuff I did for the Division Two is getting used on like social channels, so like you know, Facebook, Instagram, oh. Twitter, that sort of stuff. I'm not sure like if they actually are like something you can search for on YouTube or if they're just given to you as like pre roll. Yeah, yeah. Because like, cool. like today I actually got a Far Cry spot I made as pre roll, <laughs> which I was like, wow, they're still running uh, my Far Cry New Dawn stuff, which yeah. is fun. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. I'm very excited about that. And then, and then, like last little worky thing, um, we got nominated for a bunch of awards at work. Oh, nice! Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm really excited. It's for the game marketing awards, and we got like 14 nominations. Dang! Many... Is that the most of any company? Uh, I don't actually know. I, I'm not sure. Huh. Pro- I probably not because there's a lot of categories, and a lot of them are in categories that um for like agencies that kind of do not just video, but they kind of do bigger campaign ideas, gotcha. including, you know, social and fun swag to give away and like an impressive point of purchase display. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of, of agencies that are sort of like a, you know, that, that are more full campaign gotcha. kind of stuff while we are an end, like a, a very highly focused audiovisual thing. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like the, uh, you know, there's a lot of agencies that are all over this stuff, but I mean, we do we do have quite a few nominations, so so I'm very excited. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, good for you. Wish me luck in like mid April. Sweet, <laughs> I will. <laughs> um, but yeah. So how about you? What have you been up to? Uh, well, um, as you know, I've been making candles as a hobby, but because they were turning out so well, that's, I know that Todd loves the one that you gave us. Yeah, good. I I mean, I love making them. It's very comforting and soothing and just a just a nice way to like spend time. Mm-hmm. And um anyway, so people were starting to like them so much. I was like, well, I should just start selling them. So now I'm selling them on Etsy. Uh the it's pronounced ritual, but it's spelled R I T V A L. Which was Travis's idea because you know the witch oh, has yeah. the double V. Mm-hmm. He was like, "That'd be cool, like to mimic like that." And I was like, "Oh, I love that." Yeah. So if you want to um, search uh, the candles, they're on um, Etsy Ritual R I I T V A L. And um, other than that, I went and saw Captain Marvel. What did you think? Well, she's no Wonder Woman, right? <laughs> Like, do you see it? Like, I feel like that's what it was trying to do, though. I feel like it was aiming for Wonder Woman. It did not get there, but it was aiming. You know, I rewatched Wonder Woman yesterday for the 416th time. And even now, that movie still stirs up so much emotion in me because it's just done so well. Like, the character, I, I feel at least, is developed really well. And it there, there's something that resonates with me. But with Captain Marvel, although I didn't think it was bad, I I just felt it was like, let's make a female-led Guardians of the Galaxy film. <laughs> because it feels like they just did the same type of situation. It just doesn't have the irreverence of that, though. Like, there's this odd 
straight-faced quality about most of the movie. Yeah, well, yeah, except the soundtrack adds the like. Which, the soundtrack was good. For most of it, but then I, I did think there was parts where it was a little ridiculous. So when I would have liked more of an action instrumental or score. Instead of just a girl? In- how did you know? Because that's the one that's like the most jokey, yeah, of the movie. I mean, like and you I probably loved it. It was I was I thought it was cute. Um, but like I would recognize that that that's not really the best song for an action. Yeah. Number. I mean, like honestly, like I mean, I get that what they were doing, they wanted it to be like kitschy and fun and yeah. oh, but like you know, girl power. But I was like, this is kind of an important moment where it's the first time she's really kicking ass, and that's what you're playing. Well, and like Charlie's Angels, like uh, did smack my bitch up. Which is, you know, not the best message necessarily, but at least that's a good action popular song. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So, whatever. Um, I, it was, it's worth watching in the theaters. Um, I will probably never have to see it again. Yeah. I, I feel like, I mean, I know you'll buy it even if you never watch it again. No, I don't buy all the Marvel movies. Oh. No, like... That's crazy to me. That's, I don't have any of the Captain Americas. I don't have the first two Thors. Huh. Um, I don't have Iron Man 3. Yeah. Um, There's certain ones, huh? Yeah, like, there's quite a few that I just was like, eh. Yeah. Like, I have the Ant-Mans. Yeah. Oh, and I, I, have, know. I, I know that. And I have the two <laughs> we Guardians. We all know that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, you know. Yeah. I don't even have all the Avengers. Oh, see. The yeah. only the only one of those I have is uh, Infinity War. I only have the first one, and yeah, I don't, I don't. Well, I don't buy a lot of physical stuff anyway. So, was that and of all the Marvel stuff I've I that I own? I think I've watched Spider Man Homecoming the most. I want to see Into the Spider Verse. You do. Do you have it? Yeah, <laughs> and you have to borrow it. Like seriously, it's one of my favorite movies of last year. Like it's so good. There, there's this commentator on YouTube who, I don't know what it's called, but um, he's basically talking to himself as if he's interviewing himself. Oh, they're like p- pitching a show. It's called like the business pitch or whatever. Okay. Anyway, it's kind of like honest trailers, but it's like a pitch to pitch the movie. And it's totally ridiculous and m- totally making fun of like every trope in the film and any film that they uh, he does. But... Um, he he talks about into the Spider Verse, and it's like, oh, that's very brave of them to say, spy, um, Spider Man, or wait, into the yeah, Spider twice in the same title. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, he's like, well, they cut it down from the original. It was Spider Man into the Spidery Spider Verse. The Spider. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's ridiculous. Oh. Yeah, no, this movie is so 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 good. That's uh, that's all I hear. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard a bad thing about it. It is fantastic. Thank you. Of course. Um, yeah, as, we're, as I ran and grabbed it, so I didn't want to forget. Yes, 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 yes. And kaboom. Kaboom. There you go. Ooh, I like this. The um, art for the, was Blu-ray? Yeah. Yeah. It's the, dope. It looks, the disc art. looks like wall art in Venice. Yes, it does. Yeah. So, cool. Nice. Um, I saw the favorite, which was... A favorite of mine. I loved it, and I don't remember any of the actors' names, but whoever played Queen Anne... Oh, was, yeah. Olivia Coleman. She deserved that Oscar. She's good, isn't she? She's and honestly, Rachel and Emma are both really good in it, too. Yes, they are. 
But she is hilariously tragic. Oh, yeah. To the nth degree. Oh, yeah. Like, she just... <laughs> she, she makes it so ridiculous, and yet you feel so bad for her. Like, she's, why are you looking at me? To the, her guard, she's like, don't look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Why are you looking at me? <laughs> so funny. She's the woman we all want to be. Yeah. Well, except I don't want gout. Well, yeah, like she, <laughs> she can keep the gout. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it's pretty funny. It was a really weird um rivalry between her two her two favorites, mm-hmm. her handmaid and her like advisor, advisor and niece. I yeah, I remember something. what her full thing was. Something's going on. Yeah, yeah. I don't, Something she slept her way up towards. <laughs> but, um, yeah, really good. It definitely has, has the humor of his other films. Yeah. So, yeah, I recommend it. I liked it. Nice. Yeah. It ended kind of at, on a weird note for me. But even then, uh, even though I didn't like it at the time it happened, I was like, well... It makes perfect sense. She got what she deserved. Yeah, it's an ending that kind of gives you what you need. Yeah. And then you just think about it and you're like, okay, maybe that was the best revenge. (laughs) So, yeah. So good. So, um, yeah. And then I watched um, an old-time favorite legend. And um, now you're going to borrow it so you can tell me all about it next week. Yes, because, yeah, Todd... uh, I think Todd saw your Instagram stories or something of you watching Legend. Uh-huh. And I think he reached out and was like, hey, can I borrow? Because Todd has never seen Legend. And then he told me that he was borrowing it because he's never seen it. To which I was like, I've never seen it. It's really good. So now it's going to be like a thing. It's old, though. Yeah, I'm prepared. Okay, good. <laughs> so yeah. I've seen Krull so many times. Fair enough. And I feel like Krull is like the low-budget Legend. I think Kroll is even newer than Legend. Really? Yeah. When oh, God, Krull? Krull looks super old. Because Legend is like 89? Oh, no, no. Legend, I thought, was like 81 or something, wasn't it? Oh, maybe it was. You could be right. Well, let's find out. Well, it was after Alien, but that was like in the 70s. Yeah, because Alien was <laughs> 78, I think. Um, all right. Kroll was 1983. Oh, maybe I never saw Kroll. And I have that Blu-ray as well, but it's it's really pretty bad. But I do like it. Um, and then uh, what was the other Legend. one? Thank you. I was like, I almost typed in Crawl again. Um, Legend, 1985. Wow. So it's actually newer than Crawl. Huh. Interesting. Right, well. We learned something yes. today. You can be your own judge. <laughs> I'm looking I love forward to it, seeing it. And the um, soundtrack is by Tangerine Dream. Ooh, that'll actually be really cool. Yeah, which is crazy because, well, I gave you the theatrical cut, but the director's cut has a completely different soundtrack, which is an entirely different score. Oh wow! From another famous um, musician who I cannot remember, and um, and that's the the film Ridley Scott wanted to give to America. But America was like, no, it'll never fly. So they had a recut, redone, and that's the one you're going to see. But it, even though it's it's kind of like got that more cheesiness to it, which I love, rather mm-hmm. than like the more serious kind of thing he wanted to do with it. So, so yeah, um, yeah. So what have you been playing? Well, um, I've been playing The Division Two. 
Sweet. Which has been fun. I only hear good things. It's it's fun and it's beautiful. Um, it looks gorgeous in 4K mm-hmm. HDR. Um, it's yeah, it's I'm having a good time with it. Um, I wish that I saw more people I knew playing it. Oh, um, yeah. Just because it is a game that I would rather squat up. And um, I've actually had pretty good success though with pairing up with randos. Um, it's not how I like to play, but it hasn't been bad. So um, so that's been fun. Yeah. Um, and I finished Devil May Cry 5. Uh, it's my number seven finished game of the year. Nice. How did it end? <sighs> I mean, the story, like, I, I, I think at one point I just stopped paying attention to the story. I, it's I could, just so Japanese. Oh, it's just, it's such a mess. <laughs> and like, uh, I mean, but although I actually can tell you there's like a new connection between the characters that like, you know, this game establishes. So that's kind of neat. Um, it was it was fun. It uh, not my favorite in the series though. That's a bummer. Yeah, but like it's weird. I I feel like um, I kind of knew that going into it, it wouldn't be the best. Well, uh, but it's it's very good. It's just um, I feel almost like uh, DMC actually kind of like changed what I expect out of the series, even though DMC was a reboot. Mm-hmm. And it's not part of the series. Right. For some reason, I think DMC kind of changed what I Expected. want oh, out okay. of them and what I expect. Also, I think Bayonetta has actually really kind of changed what I think those games are going to do. When are they going to do crossover? Oh, my God. Well, it'd be actually, it'd be great if they pulled Dante into, oh, well, no, because it's not the same developer. But still, they could do a crossover thing. Yeah. Because seriously, Bayonetta 3 is coming. I mean, they kind of look like they live together anyway. Right. So. Yeah. And um, but like the biggest thing I've been playing that I've been like crazy excited about, uh, which you'll see the giant box to your right, Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice came out. Woo, woo! It's like that box doesn't it look like a console. I thought it was. No, it was a statue. It was a statue in there. Um, is it a good statue? It's all right. It's it's on my. It's in my office. Is it him or is it it's a him. demon? No, it's him. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, like, uh, so I got, yeah, I bought the collector's edition exclusive to GameStop that uh, it comes with, like, replicas of the coins, uh, has a cloth map, um, and digital soundtrack uh, statue, and then the game in a steel book, which is why I bought it. <laughs> Mostly for the steel book. <sighs> yeah, Interesting, Rob. Interesting. Yeah, no, I, I make very <laughs> weird choices. Um, but yeah, so I've been playing that. It is shocker difficult i hear it's one of the most difficult <laughs> i'm having a hard time um it's not a bad time i'm yeah. just having a hard time todd at one point looked over at me and when i died for like the 20th time against a mini boss or a, like a mid boss not even a boss I haven't seen one yet, by the way. I've been playing for, I think, almost nine or ten hours, and I have not seen the boss yet. For the first level? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, I have, however, died countless times to uh, many, many mini-bosses, and um, I am making some small progress, which I am very proud of, but uh, it's definitely it's a slower uh, progression than I thought it would be for me. Yeah, because you can't play like a Dark Souls game. It it's almost it's more like Dark Souls meets Ninja Gaiden. Oh, there's a lot of very very like split timing, a lot of stealth, um, but like a lot of very 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 like very careful timing. 
um, because it's all about deflection and stuff. I watched a few... Oh, I watched Agilities, who plays on L.A. Valiant. I watched him stream the the game, and yeah, it looked very not easy. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely a thing where, like, and it's a bummer, because the punishment for death in the game is, like, not to go way into the mechanics, but these are kind of interesting, because, like, you know, Dark Souls is, you die, you leave a mess on the ground. If you get back to that mess and collect your shit, you don't lose anything. Yeah. Except you would well if you were human, you lose your humanity, but that's easily regained. But like you get your souls back, like all your currency. Yeah. And experience. So like that's super cool. Um in this game, you have um money is its own thing. So it's not like you use your money to upgrade your character like you do in cuz like you know in Dark Souls and Bloodborne, there's only one form of currency and that you use for either you can buy a bunch of daggers with it or you can level up. Yeah. Like, which makes it that hard choice. Like, well, do I want to buy a new sword or I can level up with that? Yeah. So, like, in um, in this game, though, you have Sen, which is the currency, which is just that. And then you also have um, XP that you actually earn when you kill people. And that goes up and it fills, like, a bar. And once you fill the bar, you get a point, like a status or a, you know, a character point to upgrade with. Yeah, a skill point. Yeah, a skill point. Thank you. And then, um, but the, and the next thing is those don't go away. So if you die, that counter stays where it was. So ah. once you bank one into a solid skill point, yours to keep. But like, so, you know, in Dark Souls, if you die, you leave a mess, you can go collect it. In, and same with Bloodborne, in this game, if you die, you do have the ability to resurrect once. At least maybe more later, but for me, once. Um, so that's cool. You get like a second life. However, if you... Because shadows die how many times? Twice. It's true. You can also <laughs> elect to die once. Oh. Like if you'd rather not resurrect, you can just say, die, it's fine. Um, and so um, that's kind of neat. But like, so but if you die, die for real, you lose half of the money that you were holding. And this you... Is some greedy goblins. And you lose half of the XP that you had towards your next skill point. Oh, but not your, you keep your skill point. You keep if your it skill point under. Exactly. So if you gotcha. have ten skill points, you go down to five. If you have one skill point, you probably go down to zero. But if you know, but if you have nine hundred ninety nine, you go down to five hundred. You know, because it's a. But if you had a thousand, you get that skill point. You're good. And that's um, rough. Yeah. So like, <laughs> you lose half of that, and you lose half of your money, and then you have like a percentage chance of something called unknown aid or unseen aid. You have a X, you know, X percent chance that when you die, you'll actually lose nothing. Um, and it starts at 30 and it only goes down from there, uh, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the idea is, though, that like every time you die, you're taking on like a sickness almost. But for some reason, you are immune. But because you're immune doesn't mean anyone else is. So all the people around you will start getting sick. And if they are sick your unseen aid percentage goes down. So clearly you have to have a healthy populace around you or that percentage of surviving a death without any losses keeps shrinking. So like, and that only happens if you keep resurrecting and dying. So if you, if you elect not to resurrect, I think that slows that condition. But if you keep doing that and dying, then that happens. So it's weird. It's very stressful. Um, I can't tell you how many times like I will resurrect and then, or like, be super close to dying and just leave a battle, like, and haul ass shinobi sprinting style back to a, a, um, a little flame. Yeah, back to the bonfires of this game. Um, so you, I can just like get the fuck out of there and heal. 
who cares if everybody respawns? I have yeah, to. I can't do this yeah, right like now. I can't die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the nice thing is, if you want to grind, at least like once you fill a couple skill point bars, you got some skill points, and you yeah. can keep work. You can grind your character a little bit, which is nice. Whoo! Yeah. I don't know. That it's doesn't hard. sound like it's my cup of tea. But I will tell you what is my cup of tea. What is that, madam? Because I know you have other stuff, but... No, no, no. That's all I've been playing. Oh, really? Tell me more about what oh, you are well, playing. I'm still playing Far Cry New Dawn. Oh, yeah. I watched you play that. Yeah. Yeah. I helped you get a stash. God, that was the hardest thing to get no, for me. No, even... I had a hard time with those uh, grappling underneath that broken bridge as well. Like, that was a thing where I fell a good three to four times. Yeah. Yeah, there's this stash I wanted to get some loot from, and it was, like, literally under this train wreck that was, like, split into a million pieces that you had to grapple and swing across, and it just took a really long time to get used to the mechanics of that, so. It made you a better grappler, though. It really did. (laughs) Yeah. It really did. Because, yeah, it it pushes you to get better. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that was good. Um, I still hate the twins. Well, that's good. They're the bad guys. They are. But <laughs> I had that flashback scene at one of the intermissions. Where oh, they left with their mom? With their mom and they were little girls that looked like little boys, which I loved. Is it Michelle and, uh, oh, what's Lou's name? I forgot what, like, you guys, Michelle is Mickey. Mm-hmm. And Lou, I forgot what her full Louise? name is. I think it might, she might be Louise. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like. I was like, okay, you have a really bad dad, because he, yeah, basically they give a little backstory on why these these um, villains are so villainous. So, um, yeah, and then some crazy shit happens, and New Eden is crazy, and you go through some weird, psychedelic, hot pink bonfire craziness, matching up some talismans, like it's it's not freaking a, Tomb Raider. <laughs> it's not a Far Cry game unless there's the drug hallucination yeah. uh, I mean, they sequence. Even, they have them in every game, right? Yeah, yeah. that's part of the fun. Because, yeah. yeah, there was the Bliss in uh, in 5, and then um, 3, like you ate neon. mushrooms. Yeah, 3 was mushrooms. Was that the one with, like, Baba Yaga? Uh, that's part of, that was a different part. That's like a DLC. That was Tomb Raider that had Baba Yaga. Oh, you're right. Yeah. But she had that weird, because that was all in her head, too. Yeah, yeah, because it was a similar, like a hallucinogen. Yeah. But no, yeah, Far okay. Cry 3 had mushrooms, and then Far Cry That's 4, right. that one, I don't know what that had. And like Primal had weird cutaways to like a spirit dimension or something. Huh. Anyway, yeah, no, but they always, they love having that sort of playing with the, you know, yeah. with reality, which I, I love that about the Far Cry games. I got my second favorite sidekick next to my dog my dog is my favorite what's the dog's name rico boomer boomer that's right oh he's, boomer's so cute oh no, no i'm sorry boomer was from five sorry the... timber oh timber timber is from new dawn and but i love nana i know you love nana she was she was helping you out when uh She's when i was watching feisty old fart <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I I wanted to love Nana because I loved Grace in Far Cry Five. Uh-huh. So like I was like, ooh, the sniper is like that's my that's my sidekick. Yeah. But for some reason, um, Nana never really. She didn't help you out. Not that much. I actually used I used Timber for almost for Timber most of it. Goes right for the kill. Well, it's, Timber. I really liked Carmina. Also, 
And then um, I actually yeah. used Pastor Jerome for quite a bit too. Yeah, no, I've only um, I tried the pig. Mm. That's Horatio. Mr. Pig to you, yeah, Horatio. Yeah, Horatio's cute. But I just bring him in to pet him, and then I have to let him go. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I pet Horatio so many times before I dismissed him. He's so cute. Yeah. And every time I have a new person watching the stream, I'm like, meet my animals. Because <laughs> <laughs> I really like Carmina. Um, although I really like Gina. Like once you get her, I really like Gina. Yeah, I just got the judge. Oh, and... the judge is great. Actually, I really liked him too. So far, he has not killed a single damn thing. <laughs> I'm like, how is this little dog attacking these people in armor and <laughs> you can't do anything? <laughs> so anyway, so yeah, Far Cry, New Dawn, it's, it is more of the same, but it's still fun. Yeah, like, seriously, like, I like that Far Cry makes an effort and does something new each time, at least. They're doing post-apocalypse now, but like, I would just play another Far Cry. Yeah, the, the, the gameplay is super simple and easy like they're easy to control there's it's not like weird funky controls it's just very user friendly are you taking my advice and uh salvaging um every uh stronghold you do and then immediately taking it back well yes and no i'm being very um wise about which ones i salvage because sometimes oh, fast travel the fast travel. So I'm like, okay, I'll probably never have to go back to this area. So I'll salvage that and retake it and salvage it again. But over here, I feel like I'm going to need to do more stuff over there. So I'm going to keep that available. Well, and at least, yeah, even if you don't salvage it the second time, you should still salvage it once and take it back the second time. Yeah. Because yeah, all they do is add one extra alarm. I'm already at level three for um, prosperity. That's great. I was at level three, like, before the second intermission. Because make sure you're on, like, your your tier three, like, weapons, um, or the end game will be near impossible. Oh, that's... I am on tier three. Because okay, I use the tier three bow and arrow for everything. Okay, good. Because, like, the, the last two battles, you may not be able to go bow and arrow. You're going to have to go, like, bigger. Hard- hardcore? Yeah. <laughs> like, those, those last two battles are... The, the biggest issue with that game is mostly that the last two battles, I feel, aren't in line with the rest of the game they're not bad they're just they're just not what the game has trained you for gotcha i feel like that's it's it's like the issue with the, the deus ex had um where it's like you know deus ex mankind or human revolution where it was like yeah well, if you play the game all stealthy there's still some boss battles that you can't stealth your way through yeah hmm good point yeah so uh yeah but like so definitely just make sure you have heavy weaponry A big arsenal yeah <laughs> good to know Yes. Well, so... um you play uh, anything else? Um, well, I played a little bit of Overwatch because they introduced Baptiste. Yeah, that was on my list on my news, but yeah. that's even better that you said it. Yeah, he's a, he's a mercenary healer, I guess you could say. Yep. And um, yeah, he's great. I mean, I don't play him that much. He's got like a triple shot... For his main weapon, he has um, a healing disco ball he throws out at you, and you dance around it and get healed. And then he has like a firepower disco ball. Oh no, no, he has like a another one that gives you almost infinite health. Well, you can't die until it goes away. Mm. Like it'll, it'll drop you down to twenty health if you get shot, but it won't drop you lower than that. That's cool. And then he has his ultimate is like. Um, 
a grid that forms in front of you. So if you shoot through the grid, like anybody who shoots through it gets like double firepower or, or I don't That's know the cool. statistic, but it's like a higher rate. A boosted, of, a boosted something. Yeah. And um, he does one other thing. Oh, he has like a double jump, like because he has like special boots. Oh, okay. So he does a few things. Um, not my type of character to play, but very beneficial for a team because let's say your entire team is holding a point and they're having difficulty taking the point from you and they throw in fucking Baptiste um, his, uh, what's it called? Invincibility thing and then they all go in that spot and they shoot y'all dead <laughs> because you can't kill them no matter how hard you try because they're invincible for at least 20 <laughs> points of their health. So that really fucks up like holding a point. <laughs> so yeah, he's um he's definitely a, a game changer, as they say. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, anything else you're playing? Nope, that's no? it right now. Sweet. Well, you want to learn something? I would like to learn something. Well, good, because your word of the week is... <laughs> skimble scamble <laughs> skimble scamble yeah it's hyphenated uh, i'm guessing it is a <laughs> noun no adjective yes skimble scamble okay um i'm guessing it's someone or something that's sort of ill-focused or all over the place you're good really yeah <laughs> rambling confused and nonsensical oh my god so like me earlier <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. But then we took that out. We did. <laughs> Rather, never really had it to begin with. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because you're skimble scamble. I, I can be skimble scambly. But I can be more so skimble scamble. <laughs> skimble scamble. <laughs> <laughs> I made that one up. Really? No. <laughs> yeah, I was like, it's what? Real. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, um, is it time for the Vinyl Frontier? Yes. Uh, <laughs> sorry, give me, that took a second there. Um, so, uh, just yesterday, my Silent Hill 2 vinyl soundtrack from Mondo arrived. So scary. So scary. Um, so very excited about that. Have you listened to it? Not yet, actually. Oh. I haven't had a chance to. Creep city. But, um, very excited to have it, though. Um, and, uh, also I was, I ordered, I pre-ordered, um, the soundtrack to the indie game, The Messenger from I'm 8-Bit. Um, obviously that's not arrived yet. I that was ordered a week and a half ago. Hmm. But yeah. But Sweet. Yeah. I'm very excited to get Silent Hill though on the turntable and also do an Instagram story or yeah. something. Yeah. No, that's dope. Yeah. Very cool. Um, um, any sort of news on any sort of jam? Well, yes and no. You kind of got into a graphic jam. Um, the problem is, I ha like I said last time, I have no new novels that I've picked up. But I think I did bring this up last week, but I'll just replug the book. Uh, my friend Jacob Tobiah wrote a book, an autobiography called Sissy. And it's their coming out story but also how they they're non-binary so i want so i they and um just it's it's a theory it, it's full of theory it's full it's something i 
would picture you would read in college, like when you're mm. learning about gender theory, gender history, um, queer theory, and feminist theory. And it's very good. It's written very well. It's funny because Jacob has this crazy sense of humor, yeah. which I love. And it's um, I I'm only, I'm only so far into the book right now, but all the stories are very fun and very familiar. You know, since I went through, even though I'm not non-binary, I went through a similar situation where you don't understand why you're different and why you feel things and why people don't understand you and why you want to wear a pink dress and nobody else wants you to. But, but um. So I, I I really like the book, and Jacob was just on the the Daily the Show. The Daily Show, yeah. Trevor, I had on my notes here my my news because I want to tell you I was like Trevor Noah chatted with Jacob. How you say the last name? Tobiah. Tobiah. Yeah. So yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. No, I I was it's like because I I'm familiar with with Jacob because of um I feel like a lot of of their videos on either BuzzFeed or, um, you know, HuffPo or wherever end up in my feed because people share them because of Jacob's interpretation and ease of presentation about gender. Yeah. Like, they're such a, like, opinionated and well-spoken, um, well-articulated, uh, you know, sort of um position yeah Yeah. it's a very developed voice and it's very helpful to just have such a clear message come to come to you it actually is very helpful especially it's very refreshing especially just like for like the non-gender binary like you know like trans is i feel very straightforward like more so than you know where it's just sort of the gender queer uh, fluid is is actually a very tricky concept for a lot of people it's very scary to to a lot of people because I mean, anything that's not of the norm is scary to people, but, like, even trans people have a problem with non-binary sometimes because they don't know how to say they and their, and rather than, like, why can't they just choose? Well, Well, because... They don't have to. Well, I feel like I, I feel like I, I stumbled while talking about Jacob because I'm so... I'm focused so much on making sure my pronouns don't go wrong. Yeah. That like I now I'm just talking like a crazy person. It would actually be better <laughs> for me to fuck up a pronoun and apologize than it would be for me to just completely dance just around skimble, everything. Skimble I'm your to way through yeah, it. Just, just, yeah, exactly. Just skimble, scamble everywhere I go. <laughs> uh, I mean, at least that's my interpretation of it. Obviously, I don't know where you're at when it comes to like being. Is it better to have someone be super weird? <laughs> Or is it better to have someone fuck up and but know they did and apologize? Um, what, what what do you prefer actually? What would be? I prefer somebody to choose their words wisely, okay. personally, because because it almost not that it's an illusion, but it gives away an illusion. I don't know how to say it. It puts an image in somebody's head. Like, if somebody, like, referring to me said he, it automatically puts into another person's head who didn't think that way Yeah, this image of, oh, duh, yeah. she used to be a he, when that would have never crossed their mind before. No, that makes sense. So, 
I think it's it's better to train your brain to think yeah. more openly, broadly. And, you know, I, I screw up too. I'm not going to lie. I'm not perfect. And, yeah, if I do it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so sorry. But it is on me. Yeah. So. Well, and it's funny. I, I even feel, especially with, like, the they and them, um, I often refer to just to anyone, any singular as they and them, but it's typically in, very much in passing. You know, it's like, oh, there are cars over there. Like, it's just, it's so in passing. And it's often about a singular object I'm talking about. Yeah. And it's hard, though, when I'm suddenly it's talking about person. a person, it gets it gets harder for my brain to wrap around. Because your, your brain doesn't want to call a person an object. Yeah. But, like, it is a thing where it's easy to, like, when you're talking about an object that belongs to them, it's actually very easy. Yeah. And so that's what I have to keep remembering. Like, that's super easy. And so it's not that yeah. hard. I always say, if, if you have a hard time saying they are there just say their name yeah no and that actually um was helpful when i was trying to talk about jacob yeah because i could just be like oh yes yes like jacob does this jacob's that jacob's cool they have a name jacob loves lipstick yeah (laughs) (laughs) i've actually done jacob's makeup for i think i said last time for him uh, instagram thing that was a lot of fun we did a while back and that's cool yeah so um yeah hopefully i'll get to do more makeup for them in the future but yeah so their book is excellent it sounds like so i mean i really like it um i haven't heard any opposing views yet everybody i've talked to has liked it whether they understand it or not i don't know or whether it's too much theory for them well did it go to the to the bestseller list it's it like started pretty high didn't it? i don't know i don't know it's, i thought it had a, a like a pretty reasonable i thought it would make it there but i don't know if it did so yeah um yeah so sorry for another ungraphic graphic jam but if you buy the book you get a real cute picture of jacob on the cover and it's (laughs) graphically inclined and it sounds like it's opening up your mind (laughs) yeah which is good so i recommend it it's available on amazon and everywhere else (laughs) so uh yeah it's time for news um so um i actually didn't read a lot of details about this because i just don't know if it's a thing that i will do but it's interesting though did you hear about apple and their apple arcade they have multiple things that just came yeah. out. Well, like in part of that announcement, they said the Apple Arcade, it's going to be coming this fall. It's a subscription-based service with over 100 games. Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like they're trying to get into development more so they can have more exclusives that they're working on. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a cool idea. I don't know if I have more room in my life unless they have like a killer app that is amazing and I have to do it, then I have to do it. Because almost at the same time, Google announced Stadia. That they did, and so uh, so my uh, the other producer that I, I work with, he was actually he did a lot of the graphic stuff for that presentation. Oh wow! Oh yeah, yeah. sweet. Yeah, so that was one of those we've been working on that one for a while. That's um, nice. But yeah, Stadia is super exciting. Like, Wait, did um you do the the commercial spot? No, because um, that was really good. We did not do that. Huh. Um, we did a lot of the sort of visuals. Excuse me. Bless you. Thank you. That like talk that ran behind them. So like when they were talking and they showed like all the different you know computers and tablets and stuff all coming in that all had Assassin's Creed on them. Oh yeah, yeah. That was 
I believe that was that was us. Um, and then before the actual live stream started, mm-hmm. they had this sort of thing where um, there were these little circles of like smoke where light would poke through it and create like an icon. Oh. And there was a bunch of them that would do it in a row. And um, we did all of those. That's cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was super cool to be involved in that because Stadia seemed I, – I mean, it just – that could change everything. Yeah, it could change definitely PC gaming. Like, can you imagine if you could play – you could finally play The Witcher and The Witcher 2? But how is it different from – oh, it's different from Steam because it's not downloading to your computer? Yeah, or? It, it's remote play. Is basically gotcha. what it is. So it's it's actually so it's on a cloud. Yeah, the most similar uh, comparison that we would have would be um, PlayStation Now. Okay. Because you know PlayStation Now, you pay you know for the game for like you know five six bucks or whatever, and it doesn't inst- it doesn't download to your machine, it doesn't install to your machine. Your machine is just a straight up remote control for this cloud version that's running on another machine that's being fed to you live. And so there's going to be some significant lag, you know, just like when you stop hitting forward, it takes a minute to go back to the place, get the, to stop the movement and then send it back to you to show you visually that it stopped. Yeah. So like PlayStation now, it's a very cool idea. It just, I never really, it's not great for Twitch gaming, you know, like super high coordination, like super crazy timing. Hmm. Bloodborne will never work. On, yeah. on that unless they really get their lag down. Yeah. Um, but the, the, that's the closest comparison we have at this point. Um, but yeah, like Stadia though seems to, it's like, I actually got to use it at GDC. It's crazy. There's like no lag and we were playing on a Chromebook. Wow. Like what a $200, no graphics acceleration to speak of laptop. And we were playing assassin's creed at like full res and like full high quality all the sliders to the max kind of thing like that's crazy yeah like how exciting it just works it's crazy very cool yeah so like that's the stadia is wild all right well (laughs) there you have it (laughs) choose your poison super cool okay it's funny i don't know if it'll totally capture me because i i'm a console gamer i like the console experience. Yeah. Um, I also buy physical media. I mean, I said that about CDs mm-hmm. and now and, and DVDs and now I just can't stand to buy anything physical. Yeah. Well, and I feel like definitely it'll get me to play more PC games that I otherwise wouldn't play. Cause if they're not on a console, at least now I have a, a way to play them. Yeah. Cause I didn't before. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, I mean, it's not gonna, I mean like when, I don't know when the next halo or whatever, you know, comes out, if it went live on Stadia the same day, it's like, well, I'm going to play that on an Xbox. Yeah. You know, it's just, well, also, it's, I mean, Halo now, how is so do you, Xbox. um, let's say, let's just say Overwatch is on it, hypothetically. How would you, how? How would everybody be able to play off the same game? Like, would that even work? Um, well, I don't know how that they would handle their their sort of server situation. Yeah. But I think the idea is that, like, I mean, one thing they said that's kind of neat is that because you're doing zero the processing, as long as they're doing all their processing on their end, it would have, the, I imagine, the same delay or lack thereof for everyone. Gotcha. Possibly. I mean, because obviously you're not going to be playing on Stadia against PS4 players. Right. You're going to be playing against other PC players gotcha and so um at least that's i don't know the full infrastructure of it but like it is crazy just to think though like there are a lot of people i know that like my sister she loves the sims 
she doesn't really i mean she has a laptop that could probably run the sims but like it's fine bad example let's just <laughs> let's say like you know let's just pretend that metroid actually showed whatever be on pc like my sister loves metroid she doesn't want to buy a console just to play the new metroid though mm-hmm. if instead of having to buy like say a new nintendo system to play the new metroid she could just plug her chrome plug a controller into her computer and be like cool i want to buy the game i'm just gonna play it through my computer that i already have so it cost me the price of the game instead of the price of a console and a game that's that's changing the game right there because like seriously like if you think of like there's a lot of pc games i want to play that aren't on console i want to spend fourteen hundred dollars to get a good gaming pc to play one fifty dollar game yeah but i will pay fifty dollars for that game good point you know like consoles are different because i use them for like everything and i know that one console can last me like seven or eight years and i'm gonna play hundreds of games on it so yeah. it's like not a big deal but like a gaming pc i don't know if i'll ever really use that aside from like the one game i buy it for yeah and so let's the witcher a- 2 yeah so that's a super expensive <laughs> copy of the witcher 2 yeah. unless you can just buy the game and play it on your ipad right huh you know good to know anyway so yeah stadia's neat yeah very cool um uh, did you see the new mortal kombat trailer mm, which one yeah it was more time shifting just came out today oh no i didn't uh basically it was just more of the same you know the new ones about like shifting times and um they kind of meet their old selves oh when does that game come out i have no clue because seriously, I feel like it's coming soon. They're doing so many ads. Yeah. Or so many trailers There's are coming so out. So many trailers. There's like story trailers and trailers on trailers and trailers to end trailers <laughs> and a continuation of trailers. Because like I know that's one I'll want to buy digitally just because it's like fighting games are good for that. Yeah. Um April twenty third. Oh, so it's right around the corner. Unless you get it for the Switch, then that comes out May tenth. Okay. But oh shit. Yeah, I'm totally gonna have to like uh, pre-order that on like Xbox or something because that's what my arcade stick is for. Mm, yeah. So yeah, that came out. Um, looks good. More more Mortal Kombat is never a bad thing. Did you see the Johnny Cage trailer? Did we talk about this already? I mean, I've seen the way where he see, meets himself and with the glasses. That could have been the new one. That I think might be the new one. Um, I don't know. You'll have to show me later. Oh, it's it's really funny. Um, just like to go into it, like for anyone who has any doubts, the uh, Johnny Cage trailer is wonderful. He's a character. Right? <laughs> but like uh, one of his moves, he literally does the I'm trapped in a box exercise. Oh my god! Where he feels out this invisible box. Um, now to stun people, like I think he takes a picture of you. Um, there's one scene where, where there's one of his abilities where his stunt double shows up and holds you back so he can... And that's when he does the crotch punch. Uh-huh. Um, but then the most fun thing is, though, that they did a nod to the glitch from Mortal Kombat 1. So in Mortal Kombat 1, Johnny Cage had like two fatalities. Kick? No, he had oh. two fatalities for some reason. Um, one was a uppercut that knocked your head off. And then there was another one where he did three uppercuts. The first one knocked your head off, and it went bouncing on the ground. The second one punched where your head used to be and a second head would come out and fall on the ground and a third one would do the same so it was this weird triple decapitation uppercut which was odd i don't even remember that yeah it was a thing like the fatality um 
that they showed in the Johnny Cage trailer is him doing an uppercut, trying to knock somebody's head off, and instead it like breaks their neck one time, and, and they like cut, deadly uppercut, take two, <laughs> and he tries it again and does it a different way, and it fails again. Deadly uppercut, take nineteen, and like it finally has him like ripping the head off with it. Um, but like the fact they did like a multi take, yeah, yeah, triple attempt to do the decapitation uppercut, it was like a fun way to make sense of that glitch in a comedy way. Now it's it's really cool what they're doing with the characters. They're having so much fun with them. Yeah, no, that's pretty funny. I cannot <laughs> wait. That game will be so fun. It's gonna be good. I mean, they always deliver. I feel they do. I feel like that fighting game. It's like you know exactly what you're gonna get. Mm-hmm. and that's great. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, what else you got? Well, um, there's a new John Wick trailer for John Wick Chapter 3. Ooh. It looks super cool. Yeah. Tim, Halle Berry, I think Lawrence Fishburne, his dog gets in on the action. What? Like, I don't know. I'm, I, I love those movies. I don't think I saw two. I saw the first one, but it was so long ago, it's hard for me to recall. I didn't like two as much as I liked one, but two was still fun. I know Travis and my dad watched two, I think, over the holidays. But I didn't, so... Yeah, I don't think I saw it. (laughs) Speaking of movie trailers, did you see the one for uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I did. Looks good. That was a Buddha jam. Oh, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. That yeah. one looks fun. It does. It looks very cool. Yeah. Um, um, Lord of the Rings. There's a new Gollum video game coming out in 2021. I heard. So is it like a full console game? Did they say anything about that? Or is it like a mobile? Uh, good question. And I will get back to you right now. Oh, I was just uh-huh. curious. But yeah, like I, I saw a bunch of headlines about it, but I didn't read any of them. You know what? I don't even think well, I saved that one. They may have not even been said in the article. So 2021? 2021. Right, so it's then. a ways away. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Well, um, have you heard about uh, what the Overwatch endorsements have done for the uh, for general toxicity in Overwatch? No, why? So apparently, since they've introduced the endorsement system for people that you play with, uh they've seen a 40% reduction in toxic behavior. Really? I don't know if that's true. Well, that's the article I read. I don't know if that's true on my end. Oh. But, I mean, that's good. It's a cool idea, though. I hope that that was what the endorsements did. Yeah. You know? I feel like... I feel like the endorsements, though, should be on a wheel rather than on, like, a a slider. Mm. Because... Even though sometimes I feel like people deserve better accolades, I'm like, it just takes so long to click three more times for each one. So you're clicking 15 times. Or no, that's wrong. You're clicking nine times when you should only be clicking three times. Does that make sense? I don't know. That's called math, people. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, it should be on a wheel. A wheel? And that way you could just go, which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um. Well, have you read the Dark Tower books? Have I asked you? I've asked you this before. No, I haven't. I haven't even seen the film. The film that represents all of them in yeah, one. The film <laughs> don't just don't. Um. But no. Uh. Amazon has announced they are that the the Dark Tower series that they want to do is still on at the moment. Oh. It is a prequel series, and it would have a different cast than the movie. Nice. 
Um, I'm on board. The prequel stuff is like my least favorite parts from the series, but I like that world. Very cool. So I'll give it a go. Well, um, I don't have the name of the studios at the moment, but apparently Netflix for The Witcher for their special effects is, are getting like really high um, studios to do their special effects. I hope they're involving Weta. Ooh, that'd be that the sounds best. familiar. That's Peter Jackson's company. Ooh, yeah, he has a good one. Yeah, <laughs> I better look that up. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, but a lot of a lot of Marvel films were in there. Oh, that's that great. They've been doing so. Yeah, so definitely high quality, um, award winning special effects are going into this. Nice. Well, speaking of console to PC gaming, did you hear? Oh wait, the... here it is. Oh, we saved find? it. Um. Cinecite. Okay. Do you know that one? No. They do Avengers Endgame, Fantastic Beasts, X-Men, Apocalypse, James Bond Spectre, 300, Edge of Tomorrow, Harry Potter, um, American Gods, Black Sail, Lost in Space. Wow. Another one called One of Us. Okay. Jurassic World, Venom, Mission Impossible, Star Wars, Last Jedi, King Arthur, Assassin's Creed, Revenant, and they did The Crown, The OA, and Alienist. Wow. So... Nice. Yeah. That's cool. Well, um, so speaking of like console to PC gaming, um, I don't know if you heard the news, but um, three PlayStation exclusive games are coming to PCs this year. Uh, Detroit Become Human, Heavy Rain, and Beyond Two Souls. The Quantic Dream games are coming to PC. That's dope. I think exclusively through the Epic Store. Um, but still, like that's pretty cool that actually that trying to see some PlayStation games like leave PlayStation and go to other platforms. Yeah. It's a long time coming. Yeah, those are all published by Sony even. So I feel like I read something where more companies are trying to expand their libraries to other platforms. It I mean, it makes sense um well, especially cuz you know the whole thing with like Xbox Live Gold going to or Xbox Live going to the Switch. And speaking of that, they announced that Cuphead is coming out on the Switch. Wait, what about the PlayStation? It's coming to Switch. But I don't have... Oh, yeah, we do have a Switch. You do have a Switch. <laughs> I still have to learn how to switch the Switch on. <laughs> but yeah, so you'll be able to play Cuphead. Okay, I do want to play Cuphead. That See? is right up my alley. I love the platformers. And you love like a Contra-esque one, apparently, because that's pretty much what it is. Yeah, I want that. More of that, please. Well, speaking of Contra, my last bit of news I have. Have you heard about the Konami Collections? No. They've announced a couple of collections that they're going to put out on, I think, PS4, Xbox One, PC, Switch. Um, they've announced a handful of them already, including the arcade collection, which I don't remember what's actually in that. Ninja Gaiden. That would make sense. Um, they've also announced a Castlevania collection, Ooh. which I think will actually be like Castlevania 1, 2, 3, and then um, I don't know which ones after that, because I don't know which ones are kind of owned by Nintendo or what have you. But, like, they've announced a Castlevania collection, and they've also announced a Contra collection, which, actually, you know what? It might include the Super Nintendo games on the Castlevania one, because the Contra collection, I know, is, I think it's the Arcade Contra, NES Contra, Super C, Contra 3, The Alien Wars, and then there's, I think, a couple more. But, like, they're doing, like... Well, full... there was one on it, the Game Boy, wasn't there? Oh, probably. But they're doing a couple, like, actual, like, collections, which, huh. actually... 
if do you have any more news? Because I was I was I can look those up for details. Um, yeah, um, you look that up. Stranger Things: The Game is going to be coming out. It's going to be a 16-bit adventure where you can play, I think, 12 different characters. Each of each has a different ability that helps you along on your adventure. Nice. Um, that'll be fun. I do love a good 16-bit um, uh, throwback. Yeah. And Stranger Things, we all love it. So hopefully it'll be like the Goonies, except <laughs> that was 8-bit. But remember the Goonies 2, the game? Oh my god, yes. I played so much of that one. That soundtrack to that game just sticks in your head. It's so memorable. I don't know. Anyway, now I can't remember how it goes, but it's good. <laughs> Um, and, oh, I didn't bring the article. That's okay. Did you hang on to it for next one? Oh, yeah, I'll hang on to it. So I found the information about the Konami collections. So the arcade collection is an eight game package that includes, it's mostly shoot 'em ups, including Typhoon, uh, or Ajax, Nemesis or Gradius, uh, Vulcan Venture, Gradius 2, Life Force, Salamander, a lot of these had second names, I'm guessing, for other countries. Yeah. And Thundercross, Scramble, and Twin B. Um, huh. And yeah, so uh, they said when Haunted Castle is an interesting inclusion. It's basically an arcade Castlevania game without the official title. So um, that comes out on April 18th for 20 bucks. Um, then the Castlevania collection... Uh, it will also include eight games, but as of now, only four have been announced. Ooh. So that's Castlevania, Castlevania 3, um, Castlevania 2 for the Game Boy. Wow. Okay. So the ones they've announced are, yeah, two NES games, Castlevania 1 and 3. No Simon's Quest. Weird. And then... Um, Weird. Yeah. Castlevania 2, Belmont's Revenge for the Game Boy. Okay. And the SNES Castlevania Super Castlevania Four. Okay. So that's kind of neat. So they're not doing anything that was on PlayStation. They, I mean, they haven't announced any yet. It just says the other four games are a mystery, but Konami has said that the compilation was a tribute to the beginning of the franchise. Gotcha. The suspense meeting of fans have been guessing what other games may be included. Games like Rondo of Blood, Bloodlines, and Symphony of the Night are all being suggested, but it's possible handheld games from the Game, game Boy Advance or DS era could also make an appearance. So Yeah, because they just released Rondo of Blood and yeah, Symphony. Yeah, because they just released Requiem. Yeah, which was so, Symphony of the Night and Rondo of Blood. It wouldn't make sense to re-release them. Right? Re-re-release them. Yeah. Um, Re-re. <laughs> so that, that collection comes out in July. And then um, also slated for the summer, the Contra Collection. Uh, it has eight games, like the others. Yes. Um, only four of them have been announced, and that's Contra, Arcade, Super Contra, Arcade, Super C for the NES and Contra 3 Alien Wars for the SNES. So they haven't even announced the original Contra uh, NES on there yet. That's just nuts. Yeah, it says there are tons of other Contra games to pick from, and there is speculation on whether we will see another version of the same game or whether or not that edition would take up a game slot. Or why not just do them all? Right? Just do all, all of the Contras. Because when else were you going to do them all? Shattered Soldier for the PS2 is quite good. Yeah, just do them all. Yeah. What is wrong? Just do it. I don't know. But I'm excited that they're happening. I like those little collections. Did they do, did Konami do all of them? Or did different studios do them? Contra is, I believe, owned by Konami. Wow. So I think even if another developer did it, Konami was the publisher. So I wonder why they just don't do them all. But 
that's a conundrum that will never be answered, apparently. Wow. wow. Um, last thing I have to say. Yes. Is that you might have, we might have known this already, but video games are taking over high schools because they are now an official varsity sport. Yes. In eight different states. That's, and California is not one of them. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Because I know, I think you talked to me about like how there was some school that was like trying to figure out if they could turn gaming, like pro gaming, yeah, into a, that was a while ago. Yeah, because it was like super affordable because they don't have to travel and stuff, and it should be an athlete, like an athletic that is lettered. Yeah. You know? it, now it's lettered, and you can also like get college scholarships to for gaming. That's awesome. Yeah. So, so yeah. Um, that would have been fun to have back in our day. Right? Because we like the gaming. I do. Although, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if I have like what it takes to be a pro gamer. You know what? I, though, I think if we would have had the motivation back then, yeah, it would have been a little different. different. Well, also, I think if I had known that like I was actually going to be able to make a living, you know, video game related... I probably would have committed in a different way even. Like, there was a good couple of, of years where I didn't play for yeah. a while. Yeah. Or I, I guess same here. I don't know if there was a good couple of years, actually. There was a couple of years where I played casually. I never stopped. But then, like, I got way into it when I graduated from college again. Yeah. I'm, I'm about the same. I got way into it when... Yeah, I don't know when. The 360 did it for me. It was really? those. It was those... Well, it was twofold. First off... Free demos were a huge thing that I would I was downloading every single demo. I bought so many games I never would have bought because the demo was good. Um, and then also achievements mean nothing, but oh, I was going to unlock every achievement I could possibly unlock. Yeah. So like I committed to like every game I bought, and I rented games and like committed to those. Like I was in it. Nice. Yeah, no, the three sixty made me like own my gaming. Which was nice. Yeah. Yeah, I think mine would have been the PS3. Like, when I was like, okay. I mean, I love the PS2, too. Well, so, yeah, I, But there was a long gap between like, PS2 and 3. Because, yeah, I enjoyed the PS2, and I enjoyed my Xbox and my GameCube and my Dreamcast. But, like, I didn't play them. It wasn't like, okay, cool, I'm, when I get home from work, that's what I'm going to be doing. I'm going to play on my 360. Yeah. Like, I started taking my 360 to friends' houses. Wow. Like, you know, commitment. Yeah, it was like a thing where it's like, oh, hey, well, I'm coming over. Like, oh, do you want to see Assassin's Creed? And I'd bring my system over. Or like, oh, you want to see Bioshock? Like, my 360 got a lot of mileage. Your 360 is a hooker. Well, it's, I, yeah, I read Ring, two of them. So I definitely, that was a well-loved system for me. <laughs> I'm on my third Xbox 360. That's amazing. I'm on my second PS3. The That's la- good too. The laser burned out on my first one. My big fat Spider-Man model. Oh, I'm sorry. It still works for digital games, uh, but it's a bummer because that was one that was backward compatible to PS2, and to replace that laser is more than it would cost to get a new PS3, or a new PS2 for that matter. Yeah. <laughs> like, it really doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, is it time for the crush? Crush of the week. Crush. So crushy. Um, well, mine is, it's like I wrote this down a while ago, and I have other crushes, so it's not like I'm out of them, but it's just a weird 
very broad term. Uh, my crush are most of the agents from Crackdown 3. Just most of them. Crackdown 3. Yeah, Crackdown 3, you know, that open world, highly stylized game. Uh, the, I think it was my sixth finished game of the year. Um, every single agent is first off like in just rockin' shape, but they're all cell shaded and they have such super stylized faces where they, they look almost like they were drawn by a graffiti artist a little bit. I don't know, there's something really appealing. And also, I like that. A lot of the agents are minorities, which I think is super cool. Like, they have, you know, black agents, Asian agents. Uh, I played as a Latino one. Um, and, like, I feel like they actually do a pretty good representation of, like, um, this cartoony, you know, caricature, but not, like, offensive, yeah. multicultural, you know, super agent. And I don't know. I, I really, uh, mine, the view I had from behind was lovely. Very cool. So, I bet it was. It was. Nah. <laughs> well. Nah. Nah. What is a bit dip podcast without me mentioning The Witcher? <laughs> it wouldn't be an episode if we didn't it, talk about The Witcher for really at least a wouldn't. minute. Thank you. That's why I chose my crush of the week, Lorveth. Bless you? What the? <laughs> Lorveth. Lorveth. <laughs> Lorveth. It sounds like you have a lisp all of a sudden in the middle of it. Lorveth. <laughs> Lorveth. Uh, Lorveth is a rogue leader of the Squayatel, the band of elves who hate humans. Okay. And he's fucking gorgeous. Let me see he, this picture. Well, this is the fan art, but... Okay. He's, he's your type. He's my type. He is tall and gorgeous he's an archer he is missing an eye i feel like he would wear board shorts that go way past his knee you think so yeah oh uh, i no, think... not to ruin that but i mean that, that can still be hot i think he'd wear a wetsuit okay fine i can see a wetsuit but like <laughs> when he's not wearing a wetsuit though his board shorts are too long but what if they're the like really cute short ones that just go right like ooh. he's not wearing a trunk. He's not wearing like a square cut just bond trunk because it's not what he's doing. But he could. Sorry. No, he's not. He could. He or he could wear nothing. It looks like he's not wearing pants in that picture. Almost. He's wearing a spado. A spado. <laughs> he, he he would wear a spado. Yeah. So he wears a spado. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, he hates humans, but he works with um, Geralt in The Witcher 2 to um, clear Geralt's name from assassinating the king. I think like, he hates people, but he works with them. And I'd be like, oh my well, god, it's just like me. Technically, The Witcher is not really a person. They're not humans. Yeah, I mean, he's a person. He's not. They're human. hybrids. Yeah. He's yeah. a Witcher. He's a Witcher. It's like a transformed body. And plus, um, he wasn't ever really human anyway, because he is one of the only known um, people in the Witcher universe to be born of a sorceress, because huh. sorceresses are sterile. Yeah, and because he, he's sterile. I know. Well, he's sterile because he's a Witcher, yeah. and the trial of the grasses makes you sterile. Gotcha. But all sorceresses are sterile because of what they have to do to... Magic makes you sterile, basically. Gotcha. Is is the theme so that's why i'm sterile got it because <laughs> the magic the magic the magic did it <laughs> nice so, yeah um yeah so you could follow should we just go into it let's do it okay 
you can follow uh, you me at Satine the Dream on Instagram and Twitter, and at Satine on Twitch. And you can follow me at Fast Danger on Twitter or at Mr. Gladstone on Instagram and Twitch. You can follow the podcast at BitDiff Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, but we never Twitch, use it. So forth. Um, yeah, or you can email us at bitdiffpodcast at gmail.com. I can attest that Satine actually checks that. I do. And then sends them on to me. So, like, we read those. Yeah, we do. Yeah. So send them. And we uh, have new episodes that we're at. Yes. Every no, we have new episodes on Wednesdays. And would you kindly <laughs> follow, rate, and comment in iTunes, Google Play, and subscribe via Spotify. And I feel like we're missing something. Yeah, something's off. I said you could write an email, right? But to podcast at yeah. gmail.com. New podcast. You talked about where you can follow you. I, I said me. You said the podcast. Email. I think we got it. Episodes and review us. Yeah, but that's everything. Yeah. Well, if we're wrong, email us. So we yes. get an email <laughs> and tell us all about it. <laughs> just, the email's just going to say, don't forget the fucking sheet next time you record, please. <laughs> God damn it, you two. God damn it. I hope. Um, two but, years and you're doing this still. You know what? It's called age. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I do want to start, if I don't finish, if I finish Jacob's book this week, I want to start Nick's book. Ah! So, um, Board Kids, hopefully it will be a review next week. Um, if not, I will, it is on rotation somewhere. So, <laughs> um, yeah, so, oh, apparently Nick went to, um, I saw what was it? I it was like a game collecting show, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and he was posting pictures of oh. the, the summer games. Oh my god. From um, Nintendo, which is like a twenty thousand dollar game. And then a crap ton of Funkos. Yeah. I said, Did you buy it? And he's like, It's like twenty thousand dollars. And then you're like, Did you buy it? And then I said, Well, you better start selling a lot of books. And he's like, That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> I would have just been like, So did you buy it? It was twenty thousand dollars. It, did you buy it? You'd never answered my question. Because yeah. uh, a five finger discount. Yeah. <laughs> Oi. Well. Oi. Well, that's it. We did it. We did. Good night, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> and chowsies. Bye bye.